Good morning, I'm Tom Snape. Tuesday was primary election day in the state of Indiana, and there were several contested races in local counties. One of the high-profile races in Ripley County was the race for sheriff on the Republican ticket, in which Rob Bradley took on Kurt Enneking. Bradley ended up edging out Enneking to win the nomination. Bradley spoke with WRBI just moments after the results were tabulated. I thank the people of Ripley County for voting in the primary election, and it was a really tight race. I'm, I'm a little speechless right now. Bradley is a longtime Ripley County deputy, and does he feel his experience put him over the top? It could have been that, and just the, the grassroots effort of the people behind me, you know, helping and, and, and getting signs out and talking to people for me. You know, I believe that's probably a big part of it right there. I can't think those people enough. In other contested races in Ripley County, incumbent assessor Shauna Bushhorn held off challenger Richard Block. Incumbent District 2 County Councilman David Tebbing down challenger Richard Stevens. On the Democratic ballot, it was Charles Meisberger over Philip Morgan for Shelby Township trustee. In Decatur County, former Greensburg Police Chief Bill Meyer Rose easily won the Republican nod for sheriff over Deputy John Organist. Four years ago, we lost by, by 70 in the general election. And so uh, we're going to work 70 votes harder this time and see what we can do. Let me commend John Organist. Um, he ran a very good campaign, a very civil campaign, where we discussed issues. Um, it could not have been any better. And I, I'm proud of having faced John. It was, it was a very good campaign. As of right now, Meyer Rose will face incumbent Sheriff David Durant in the fall. WRBI's Brent Lee and I also had a chance to speak with Decatur County Republican Party Chairman Nate Harder, and there was a bit of an anomaly on election night. So we do have a tie here. It is exceedingly rare. Uh, I've heard of it happening in Indiana politics, uh, but it hasn't happened in a county that I've been involved in or a race I've been involved in, um, in the la- over the last decade or two decades. Um, we, we have a township board race in Adams Township in northwestern Decatur County. Uh, where the first place and second place vote getters are clear and they're ready to go, but the third place vote getter uh, is a tie at 113 votes apiece, I think. And uh, so we have some questions we have to answer about what comes next. And it happens so rarely that we're all going to have to go back to our textbooks and uh, make sure that we've got the answers right on that. We'll see that that, that just is evidence that every vote matters, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, there's somebody out there kicking themselves. They didn't get to the polls on time to just go ahead and get that settled. And, uh, Nate, this is Tom Snape. And as far as the uh, process is concerned, uh, can you uh, kind of uh, give us a Rears Digest version of how uh, you would walk through uh, taking care of the uh, the third position there in that tie in Adams Township uh, Township Board? So I'm, I'm working from memory and uh, what I think is closer to conjecture than the gospel answer. But my understanding is that having a tie would trigger an automatic recount. Uh, that's not something any candidate would have to ask for. That the election board and the clerk's office would work together to effectuate that recount. And then uh, if it is still tied at the end of that, then we would move to some other, um, frankly, uh, test of luck to see who gets it. It's not unheard of in Indiana to have a race like this decided by a coin flip. And so uh, I suspect that that could be where we're headed. Okay, so and then looking at it, it looks like uh, Bethany Fellows uh, with fourteen uh, percent or yeah fourteen percent of the vote. Uh, Roger Drummond also thirteen fourteen percent of the vote. Um, looks like Ken Ewing was the top vote getter in that one twenty six percent, and then you had um, uh, Dumont and uh, Fellows with fourteen uh, percent, and then you look down 
uh, Rick Eckert and Andy Hunter, each with uh, 12% of the vote. And these are, uh, these are down to the uh, point percentages that uh, all four of those candidates are, are at. I mean, that's, uh, that is indeed a rarity. Is, I mean, uh, I mean, it sounds like uh, some folks are going to have their work cut out for them, Nate. It, it's going to be very, very difficult, I'm sure. Um, now, I will say the only one that they have to sort out is that third-place position uh, because regardless uh, of the tie for what amounts to fifth and sixth, I guess, uh, it would not be selected to be on the board. And so I don't know that that would be eligible for a recount or termination uh, of that tie for those positions. So I think it'll just be a focus on the other two. But, indeed, what a, what a rarity to have that come up. We also asked Harder what were some of the other things that stood out during the primary process. There were some races that I thought would be much, much closer, you know, the kinds of races that had four or five candidates. And uh, what I saw over and over again today was uh, some of those races were settled with the winner having over 50% of the vote, getting a, a true majority instead of just a plurality. And I think what you can attribute that to is the hard work and shoe leather campaigning uh, that goes into a race to actually connect with the voters. It's not about how much money you spend. It's not about uh, even name ID or relationships. It's about whether you're willing to do the work. And uh, we've seen that trend in Decatur County with races uh, going back to Darren Covington for city council and Josh Marsh for mayor. Um, what we continue to see is the folks who put in the work to actually meet the voters end up winning and sometimes winning really big. So I just encourage them to continue doing that. And anybody who's thinking about running, put on your walking shoes. And one of those candidates who won with over 50% of the vote was Jeremy Pazel, who easily won the nomination for Decatur County Commissioner in the District 2 GOP race over three other candidates. It was a very good day. Uh, it's very humbling to go through a process like this over so many months of working so hard and to see such a resounding answer from this kind of a community that what I am offering to Decatur County really is what they want. It was really a phenomenal day and something that I couldn't have even imagined. And Jeremy, uh, what do you feel is the uh, difference uh, that separated you from uh, the other three candidates in this race? Personal contact. I really put uh, that as a priority going forward from when I announced my candidacy to today. Uh, I really wanted to make sure that I was getting out there and making personal contact with as many people here in Decatur County as I could, whether that was by phone or by going and knocking on someone's door or going to as many events as I could squeeze in uh, during this campaign. It really was personal contact because I, I have a message here that really resonates with folks and I really want to work hard for our community. But in order to get to where we are tonight, it really took that personal contact. And one of the other winning candidates in Decatur County Tuesday night was Ashley Emsweller Hungate, who won the Republican primary in the Decatur County Council District 4 race. We're one step closer to continuing my work as county councilor in Decatur County. I'm very excited for the work that we've done so far. I'm glad to continue learning and serving the citizens of Decatur County. I'm very appreciative of my opponent. He ran a great race, and I look forward for things to come. Richard Mays provided the opposition in that race. Hungate garnered 62% of the vote. We'll continue with our look back at Tuesday's primary election results right after this. 
Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our look back at Tuesday's primary election results around southeastern Indiana. Other winners in contested GOP races on the ballot in Decatur County included Janet Templeton Howell in the clerk's race. Rachel Connell Adams won the three-way race for Adams Township trustee. Beverly Rivera beat two others in the Washington Township trustee race. And it was Ronnie Bruner winning the GOP, not for Clinton Township trustee. As for voter turnout around the area, Ripley County had 19% voter turnout. 23% of registered voters cast ballots in Decatur County. And voter turnout in Franklin County was at 20%. And going back to Decatur County, it was also the first election in which registered voters could cast ballots at one of 11 voting centers around the county. The plan was adopted at the county level and formally approved by the Indiana Secretary of State's office late last year. Speaking of Franklin County, John Heiss knocked off incumbent Tom Lincoln in the County Commissioner District 2 race. Other winners in contested Republican races in Franklin County were Mary Strong in County Council District 1, Dean McQueen in County Council District 2, and Bob Evans in County Council District 4. Evans will face Democrat incumbent Joe Gillespie Jr. in the general election. Irv Vonderheide won the Republican nod for Brookville Township trustee. In a pair of Brookville Town Council GOP races, Bridget Hayes won in Ward 2 and Earl Moore advanced in Ward 4. The lone contested race on the Democrat ballot was for Blooming Grove Township trustee, where Vivian June Shepler easily won the nomination. Turning to the State House, the Republican nominee to replace State Representative Cindy Zimke in District 55 is Lindsay Patterson, who topped three other candidates to win the nod. We knocked on a lot of doors. Um, my team itself, we all believed in each other. They believed in me. And I feel like they understand that I'm going to stick to my word with the things that I say. And we just had a good time as well, meeting everybody and just getting out there. And we had fun with it. And uh, what do you th- feel was the difference uh, between you and the uh, other three candidates in this particular race? I think we worked really super hard. We knocked on a lot of doors. Um, my team itself, we all believed in each other. They believed in me. And I feel like they understand that I'm going to stick to my word with the things that I say. And we just had a good time as well, meeting everybody and just getting out there. And we had fun with it. And, of course, you bring up an important point, meeting a lot of people. And it seems like uh, a lot of uh, shoe leather was expounded in this uh, particular race uh, uh, between uh, the four candidates and uh, and you specifically, it sounds like. It uh, sounds like you got uh, pretty much all over the uh, district. We did. I mean, obviously, we couldn't hit every. I, I wanted to. I, from the bottom of my heart, wanted to meet every single person that I could. It's just not possible in the amount of time. But we did everything we could to get out there and get our names out there and just meet as many people as we could. We had a blast. All right. And so uh, looking on to uh, November, uh, have you heard any uh, indications or anything as far as uh, opposition uh, from the uh, from the Democratic side and uh, or things of that nature? Or, uh, or are you just kind of uh, trying to exhale after uh, going through the process and uh, tonight's results? 
Yes, we're going to exhale, but no, I haven't heard. I really have not heard that anyone's going to go in there. But if they do, I'm hoping that my team will step up and we'll, you know, get out there and do whatever we can. All right. Well, Lindsey Patterson, the uh, nominee in House District 55 on the uh, Republican ticket. Congratulations on the uh, uh, race uh, well run. And as far as uh, uh, give you a chance to, uh, I guess, Give a shout out to your your opponents, if you will. It's usually on the election night, the uh, the winners and uh, you know those who make have to make the concession speeches. But uh, if you like to take this opportunity to do so, uh, you know you're welcome to. Absolutely, I want to congratulate all three of them. They were awesome. Um, we all ran a really good race, and it, I, I see. I think we all learned something from each other. It was a great a great experience. So congratulations to all of them. Hopefully, we can all work together. In another state house race of local interest, Jennifer Meltzer easily won a three-way Republican primary for the nomination in House District 73, which after redistricting will include part of Decatur County. In the 9th Congressional District, the Republican nominee to replace Trey Hollingsworth, who decided not to run for re-election, is former State Senator Erin Houchin of Salem. She topped eight other GOP hopefuls. Bloomington school teacher Matthew Fife will be Houchin's Democrat opponent in November, Five beat out two other Democratic candidates. And that is a recap of Tuesday's primary election results. For more, be sure to visit WRBIRadio.com, where we have a special section devoted to 2022 election coverage. I'm Tom Snape.